Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Remember me? I'm back. I'm back. I took the whole summer off and I haven't been back with a new episode since last May, the end of May. And uh, I'm really, I'm really, really psyched. I'm really psyched to be back here. Uh, Thanks for listening. You know, I'm a self-proclaimed psychotherapist. We know this, right? And um, uh, I'm just, I have, I have great, I have a great show today. It's nice out. I'm going to tell you just a minute about what I did this summer. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about, I, you know what, let's get, let's, let's just brag about Radio Free Brooklyn first. I'll get that out of the way. Okay. Cause I've got a, I, I've got a great show and I've got great guests and uh, I had a great summer. So just bear with me because you already know we're poor. We need your money. Okay. Uh, and, and we do a great job here. We do a really good service. Uh, this station, this station is like one of the, I mean, I know, I know I'm prejudiced, but it really is an authentic group of people who are actually doing something worthwhile for society, for society in every way, music, talk, sports, comedy. We're like so inclusive. We, we, you know, anyone can pitch a show actually. So if you want to do that, do that. But first, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Check us out. Join the mailing list and send us some money, any money, just to make us feel feel like you know that we're to encourage us. We need the encouragement. Okay, I'm going to tell you who's on my show today. My show is um, two members of this brand new. I just found out they're a brand new art collective called. Yay Man Spa Global, and the two guys uh, are Seth Sorante and Patrick Bailey. But I'm going to get to them in a second, and they're really cute. I'm so excited that I have these really two young, handsome men in front of me here. But I just want to tell you a second about my uh, my uh, summer because I had a I, did, I had a major event this summer. I went to Togo, and most people don't even know what Togo is. It's a small country in Africa, West Africa. And I was invited to perform there, and I went there, and I was part of this group of performance artists with my husband and one of my best friends, Dallas. And uh, we hung out with these artists from uh, all over the world and Af- a lot of Africans and uh, I learned so much, and I'm so impressed by the professionalism of the festival, the Imome Festival, run by Sankara, who is, like, incredible. He does his festival every year. He organizes it with people from all over the world. And uh, I got to be, I got to do my performance where um, a grandma dressed like a typical American grandma, gray, gray wig and, uh, you know, house dress. And I rock people in my lap and give them unconditional love. And I can't tell you how satisfying it was to rock people from, from, uh, Togo Lome. That's a capital. That's where I was. Uh, on my lap and tell them how much grandma loves them. It was really, it was a once in a lifetime, folks. Okay, so let's get on to what we're doing here, the business at hand. 
So I was a curator recently at Spring Break Art Fair. Uh, if you don't know what Spring Break Art Fair is, you really fucking should and look it up. Okay, do your own do your own research. It's a very radical art fair that's been happening once a year for the past twelve years, run by Amber Kelly and Andrew Gorey. Uh, and uh, I could go on, but you know what? If you don't, if you don't know about it, it's really kind of it's you know, it's the most creative of all the art fairs. If you, I can't. You know what? If you don't know or you don't care, I can't help you. Okay, I just can't. But anyway, I had the great good fortune of meeting um, these people who were doing this very, I thought, pretty pretty fucking interesting. Uh, pretty radical, actually. I thought it was pretty radical in the world of art. Radicals overused. But they were doing this thing called Fuck Stories. And they had uh, all these office cubicles, a whole warren of them set up with actual red phones, you know, like from the old days. And uh, visitors would come and they'd pick up a phone and they would hear a really dirty sex story that's that they had solicited from the public via posters uh, around the city. I think I might have described that okay. Did I do okay? Was that pretty yeah. good? So anyway, um, I found out today that uh, they only met like a month before the fair, and uh, it's really impressive that they got this whole thing together, and uh, I think they're getting to know each other a little bit, and I'm just getting to know them right now. So what I'm going to do is turn it over to them and have them explain, uh, explain what the project was. Or add add to it. Did I did I say? Do you have anything to add to that? I just want people to understand what the project was. Tell me a little bit about soliciting the. Um, I told them the logistics. Tell me a little bit about soliciting what you went through to get the stories, and tell me a little bit about that part, the getting up of the stories. Sure. So we came up with the idea to do these sex stories, and um, we're kind of worried about how we were going to get them. Um, and then we decided to film some Instagram promo videos and put up these wheat paste, but our Instagram was like brand new. I think we had like 10 followers and it was just the people in the collective. So, um, though we did get some stories from Instagram, right? Yeah. We did. And then, um, so we, someone, uh, in the group, Devin, Cronin um, made up these like really beautiful posters and just, we, we, we printed off like 250 of them and just made up a batch of wheat paste, met up at the bar, spread out around mostly the Lower East Side um, and Soho. Um, and then I think maybe a couple of them made it into Brooklyn or Queens too. Okay, so basically you put up these it says fuck stories. You can mm-hmm. see the posters. I'll, I'll put it up. It says fuck stories. And you were solicit- soliciting these stories. The poster explained it. Mm-hmm. But what would happen is that would go to, they would call a number and mm-hmm. the story would be recorded. And then what you did was you put that through AI so the voice wouldn't be. Yeah. By the way, I just want you 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 guys to know that uh, that handsome 
That sexy voice, that was Patrick, okay, just so you know who Patrick and Seth is. So, Seth, mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit about the content of the stories that you got. Oh, you- the stories range from, like, completely vanilla, boring, lame, to, like, the most raunchy, disgusting stuff that you, like, really would never tell anybody else unless you knew it was anonymous or, like, they signed an NDA. And so... My favorite is really a story that came from the South. I don't know how it made its way up here. The South? It, where? Where? Like the South of America. How like, do you know that? Because they said it in the story. Where? Where? Okay. Where? Okay. Yeah. Right, the person who called in. So it was actually my Google voice number. So I was receiving all the calls and mm. the transcripts. Mm. And I got to listen to the real voices. But for this particular story, the person called in with a voice modulator. So mm. I wouldn't be able to Great. tell who it was awesome. even if I wanted to. And yeah, essentially. Well, what did they say? Come on, yeah. well, tell us. Tell us the really hor- tell us the tell us the really great. This one stuff. was really good because this person was excited to talk about how their small town in Southern America, the Southern United States, I mean, is like filled with swingers, and their family is totally okay with swingers. And this person happened to be a male, and was at a family party with his male cousins and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend made it be known that she actually wanted to, like, essentially get a train ran on her. He didn't use that exact word, but they wanted to, like, fool around with all of the male cousins. Okay. so Excluding his brother. So they went to the back of the house and they did whatever they wanted with her until the sun rose. She stayed in the back of the house while the boys left. They cooked her dinner and they brought her nice, warm, hot towels to clean her off. And when they went back to present her breakfast and to just, like, check in on her her boyfriend and their cousin was like licking up the sloppy seconds off of her body that one will forever be my favorite story (laughs) you know what i'm not sure i'm glad i heard that or not (laughs) i gotta think about that yeah wow some honorable mentions are fucking in like what's essentially a pond behind an empty house that's up for sale So this girl, her dad is a real estate agent and she has keys and access to all of the properties that he's showing. And she had a fuck buddy in college. And so they would go around to these homes when her dad or his business partner weren't there. And they would essentially break in, even though they had keys and just do whatever they wanted. This time they ended up doing it in the backyard amongst like farm animals and Mm. pretty much got attacked by turkeys, Mm. (laughs) which if you've ever been attacked by a turkey, super scary. (laughs) I can only. Yeah. That story ended with her verifying to us that she did not get Lyme disease, but she did have her pussy and ass filled with like a bunch of. (laughs) Oh, that sounds horrible. That sounds sounds, sounds something you can cure yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh God! You got to tell a doctor about. That. I don't. I don't. So what? What was your expectations, and and like, how did that? What? What did? What did you imagine? Did you have something in mind? Did you have something to imagine? And then, like, what sort of? Ha- what was the result? I guess I wanted so bad to go in with no expectations yeah. of anything. If if it was going to flop, it was going to flop. And I didn't like want to hurt my own feelings for like, yeah. starting mm-hmm. a project that mm-hmm. flopped. I think the reality was that it landed right in the middle because it was either no one was going to call or a lot of people were going to call. And the reality is that is that like we pretty much landed with 50 calls yeah, with 50 viable stories that we could include. in mm-hmm. installation. And I think that's 
pretty good for like two weeks of yeah, flyers t- being on random walls and like yeah. us begging i don't know about us but me begging all yeah. my friends to call I did in too. yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely and, and we didn't even like we printed 250 posters i bet you we put up 60 yeah we put up like 60 no, that's I it mean, so and, you know no, what i mean yeah. and they were so and it's not we like this out of bars yeah <laughs> i bet you did no yeah we, we definitely did out of bars three times in one, one day night, yeah. which was legendary it never happened to me before but for essentially trying to get people to call in and like yeah. giving them the flyers they're like you fucking idiots yeah. that's literally this irish dude who works at <laughs> tom and jerry's yeah. i forget his name but shout we're, out to him we're still banned yeah, we're still banned, we're still banned. <laughs> so part, part of your mission is to harass the public i get it in a nice way yeah in a nice way nah, yeah, yeah yeah they're nice boys and yeah no i think mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry had this horrible cough for a while now but um i spoke too much then um i think yeah big part of it for me was like expectations wise like um you know i think one of our sort of mentors was like don't do spring break don't do spring break it'll set your career back five years and i was like what fucking career do we have yeah. you know Who what i mean that? i don't want to no names no, na- no names on no, that no 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 no, 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 no because I this mean, is a, I'm just yeah explain, explain. No, no, yeah but this no, person, this person genuinely, bullshit. yeah, that's she bullshit. genuinely cares about us and I'm, she was giving us good advice from her perspective. Mm. And honestly, it, I was like pissed when I first heard it, but then I was like, oh wait, she gives a fuck. You know what I mean? She wouldn't have said it if she doesn't give a fuck. And then like, so I was like, that's how I took it. And then, but I was basically just like, yeah, what fucking career do we have right now? You know? And so, so I was like, and literally anything, you know, mm-hmm. cause we had just talked about forming the collective, like two days before we get the opportunity to do this show. And so we're just like, let's fucking go, you know? So we do, we get the opportunity, we see the space, we come up with the idea, we're going, we're going, we're going. I'm working like three jobs. Everybody else is working a bunch of jobs too. And like taking time off to do this, putting a lot of money into it with really no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like I was hoping to get another show. Like that was the, that's the Mm -hmm. biggest thing. Like Mm -hmm. as long as we get Mm -hmm. something else to do, then, Mm -hmm. then we're good. Then we're golden. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so we're coming up with these ideas and I start to feel like, oh, wow, this is a good idea and this is a really good group. We enjoy working together. And then I was like, um, I had I met this guy who runs the No Lita Dirtbag like Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, can we just talk like Instagram strategy? Because he's got like 100,000 followers. And mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so, you know, how do we how do I build up a public following and we had this great meeting and at the end of it you know i'm like thank you so much i love what you do and he's like i'm so stoked on this project let me know what you need and um we were putting together a press list for the fair the fair asks you to send in press mm-hmm. and so I, I you know so i sent in a couple of people that i know but they weren't going to come anyway mm-hmm. but i you know you just got to put them on the sure. list for the fair and then um so I, I asked him, he was like, do you need anything from me? And I was like, I need press people if you have them. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, I'll send you some names. And then he was like, you know, it would be fucking great if the New York Post called it, if the New York Post covered this. And I was like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Like, and then he was like, he was like, you should just like put a laptop in front of the Post's headquarters that says like Hunter Biden on it. And then like, and it's just all of our stuff. Just and we were joking. We were like, "Oh, that would be funny." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we put up the posters, and like a couple of days before the install, I get a call from the curator Caroline Weinstock, and she's like, 
the post just texted me. Mm. And I was like, ah. no fucking way. Let's go. Let's go. And so then, then, um, yeah, I texted, I texted, uh, the guy from, uh, No Lead to Dirtbag. I texted him back immediately. I was like, you won't believe this, the post. Anyway. And then, um, the, so a couple of days later, like they reach out to us, they come to the fair, they write an article about it. It makes it into yeah. print on page yeah. three. Yeah, and yeah. we were like, and so I, I mean, honestly, like expectations exceeded, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exceeded. No, I, yeah. it's a great story and it's yeah. on their um, Instagram. Well, it'll, I'll post it. It, it is a really, it, it, it really captured captured what you guys were up to and it was a really interesting idea well well deserved press thank you uh what what was what what about being in the space like you had uh i saw i saw it there were people so people came in people who were at the fair came in and sat down they'd pick up a phone and there were like eight different phones for Mm -hmm. sale for 800 bucks you sold a bunch Mm-hmm. And people could, they would just pick up and listen. So what was that experience of being in the booth and watching people? Like, what was that like? It was cool, but it totally wouldn't have worked if we weren't there uh, ourselves and yeah. kind of like inviting people to pick up phones. Mm-hmm. When we were setting up, we were pretty much the last booth to get there and to set up on Sunday. And we realized that like people were like, stealing our materials from our booth because yeah. no one thought that it was actually part of the fair they thought it was uh, they thought it was just remnants from the office which is uh, totally what we were going for like uh, we nailed the aesthetic of the cubicles so much that other booths were stealing our materials <laughs> and our post-it notes and our pens and our pen cup holders and pretty much saying like this doesn't look like it's gonna be anything which i mean really we proved them wrong yeah. but uh-huh. the same way with the audience even though we were right next to like pretty two high traffic hallways right in the middle yeah, from the right of the elevator, people would walk right by us. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, like we're both pretty friendly people. Yeah, like, I love talking to strangers. And I was like, well, if we're going to be here, I'm just going to tell people they have a call waiting for them and hand mm-hmm. them the phone. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did. And that's what we did for like. Smart. I picked it up from you. Yeah. I mean, I saw you doing it. That's and I was really like, smart. Yeah. We did that for like seven hours. And, yeah. you know, the whole time we were secretly drinking and like getting <laughs> yeah. more friendly and just, you know, having a really good time. I with could it. tell. I yeah. saw. Fun, I could yeah. tell. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And people really gravitated towards that. They said that no one else in the fair was really like inviting them to. I mean, it's art. So you're not really. You know, that's yeah. art world etiquette. You're not supposed to touch the art, but in this case, it yeah. was, you know. Well, yeah. it was a that performance. Was yeah. It wasn't just, yeah. it had a whole lot of different elements. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't fit into a category, which yeah. is one of the things I personally love. Yeah. I think uh, it was also like, it's funny too, because like the script really wrote itself. Yeah. We had no plan to do that. And then Seth, Seth, I mean, we kind of like all showed up wearing like dingy, like 70s business attire. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, and then Seth, I, you know, people are walking by, people are walking by. And then I'm like, Seth, should I like, should I write post-it notes that say like, pick up the phone? And then we did that. Didn't work. Nobody, nobody picked it up. And then Seth starts doing his, uh, doing this like, hello, but, hi love, there's a call waiting for you. Someone that. on the line. And then people, people would, and then he'd, you know, hand them this phone. 
And then some people would be like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to take the call. Oh, <laughs> you know, and then they'd walk away and then you'd be like, sorry, they're busy. And, just like, <laughs> and then put the phone down. And then I and then I started doing the same. Thing. I just picked it up from Seth. And then it's like and then it became like a performance. But we hadn't really intended for there to be a performative aspect of it. But it, it like I said, the script just wrote itself. And then and then people started having a lot of fun with it, like. I saw someone post on Instagram. They were like, I love this exhibit and I love the way that I was approached to like to actually sit down and talk and, and listen to the phones. And then by the end of it, like Seth's like <laughs> Seth's like talking. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so we had a break room, right? We had a oh, break room. That, yeah. With yeah. like a broken coffee pot and like and some T-shirts. But it, it's like disgusting. It looks like you should get a hand job in there. Mm-hmm. And so Seth's like Seth's <laughs> we're inviting people like to listen to the phones and then you know they pick it up and they listen and it was really fun because like you see people like realize what it is and then they just crack a smile and then they you know they listen and then they take a seat and they listen for a little bit longer and then they come up to us and they ask us you know Mm -hmm. what's going on and we tell them all about it and then we're like uh you know you can leave you can we're uh, still taking submissions by the way we're still taking submissions to Mm -hmm. this day what's a phone number so our phone number is 646-572- Six nine nine eight. So call in and leave your fuck story. There you go. And then, um, uh, but so we were telling people at the fair this, right? And then Seth goes like, "If you want, you can have the privacy of our break room to leave, <laughs> your, to leave your story, or leave a load on my chest." <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. I was like, I was like, oh, let's go. Like it just kept, it just kept getting like. Yeah. I love how it like evolved, how the artwork like happened in real time and yeah. create got created in real time and the energy. And how were how were like the people who came through? Did how did people react? Were they shocked? Were they happy? Were they surprised? Were they like what happened there? Most you- were surprised. I think the response was generally positive, especially mm-hmm. from the other artists at yeah. the fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had like. I mean, by and large, it was positive. We had a handful of people that were like, we hate this. This isn't art. And we were like, okay, have a good great. Day. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, like, like there's this old. Whatever. Yeah, there was this like, uh, I mean, it's just to call, call old. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah old so, people, no, no, no. But like, like me. No, no, I know. How no, no, no. no but a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of older people. I don't want to hang out with them no, either. But a lot of older people came in and like, you know, they would they loved it, you know. And like sure. I, I had this uh, this lady must have been 65 didn't even say anything to me. Like, we didn't have to approach her at all. She comes in through the back. She picks up the back phone. She listens to it for 15 minutes. Then she walks up, picks up another one, listens to it for 15 oh. minutes, picks up another one, listens to it for 15 minutes. She's there for a long time. And then she just walks by and waves. Didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, it's not it's not about the age. There's prudes of all ages. But there's like, but there was, I mean, it was a group of like older ladies who came in after we had the Post article. And they were like, oh, I read about this. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, you, do you want to listen? Do you want to take a call? And they were like, no, I think this is a horrible idea. It's disgusting. Oh, and then they, man. but then they didn't leave. Yeah. They just, they took a seat at one of our chairs <laughs> for like five minutes. I don't know. You got to watch those old people. I'm <laughs> telling you they they like say, they say one thing, but you know, they're oh, yeah. thinking something else. Ex- that's exactly what it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. People are so weird about sex still. Mm-hmm. Well, your generation's doing better, but I don't know. No, I think our generation is filled with incels. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other problem. Mm-hmm. It's kind of normal. Sex is just normal, like eating, taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah. We got to like own that. That's exactly. my, you know, that's what we got to own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so one of the things that I think is really interesting that I want to hear more about is um, I love the idea how you guys, first of all, collaborating, getting a group together is one of the things that I think any artist finds impossible. And I love how you guys came together so quickly and how you came up with such an interesting idea together and all that stuff. And uh, uh, I heard I heard you guys tell, say that you're planning on doing more work together. But you won't. So tell us about how you guys all came together. I know it's through a Flatteries. Flatteries is the ultimate like radical hipster, whatever gallery in the Lower East Side. If you don't know, if look it up, you fucking assholes. You got to get, <laughs> you got to get cultured. Yeah, you got to let it's them. Very know. important. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's how they met. I know that part. So, but I want to hear um, like the dynamics about how you came together and how you guys all work together and who's in charge and who's not in charge, all that stuff. So tell me, tell start from the beginning. Go ahead. Who who wants to start? Seth, you go ahead. Okay. You've got the most organized mind of anyone I've ever met. Maybe. Well, that's the thing, though. I wouldn't say anybody. Do you think so? Do you? Do you, Absolutely. Do you, yeah. He's really like organized. He's a, he's right? a fucking operator, dude. I, I know. Don't you want him running your life? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do. I want him running my life. <laughs> to add that, Deborah. Yeah. I heard. Can I say mind. that, Deborah Solomon? Yes. I heard he's he's working for the the critic art critic one of the most important art critics in the america the world maybe deborah solomon she got him first oh she's a sweetie pie i love her shout out deborah so go ahead you explain how you guys all got together so we all got together pretty much i'm gonna just say we were all drunk after work you know like after work at 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 o'flaherty's which really the exhibition was a cafe slash restaurant instead uh of an art gallery so really we were just service workers yeah and if you've worked in the service industry you know how tired it how tiring it can Uh be and how much you want to drink afterwards and there was Mm -hmm. just like no way that we were going to finish a shift without getting completely blasted and going from party to party. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's what we did. We still can't figure out exactly who came up with the idea to do the phone sex hotline. We all threw in ideas yeah. like out loud to each other and then sort of landed mm-hmm. there, especially it solidified when Carolyn Weinstock uh, showed us the space. The curator. And, yeah, when the curator showed us the space, that really solidified the idea and, and what it was. But it's a completely horizontal organization. There's nobody who's in charge. Patrick, uh, me, Avon, and Devin, I would say, are really the people who've put the most time into it as of now, just because mm-hmm. we've had that time mm-hmm. to put into it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to read off the list. Of I love people that. In See? To, to give them some credit. I love that. And so uh, shout out to, obviously, Patrick Bailey, Theo Belchi, Carlos Rodriguez, Anise Morve, Avon Packett, Devin Cronin, Angus Moore and myself, Seth Serate. There is no leader, and the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Completely in terms of like what where our expertise is on. Like Theo yes. and myself were really like audiovisual people, so we did the promo videos and like the audio editing and stuff like that. Patrick has obviously been in the art world and was our connection to the show, and like just really like a motivator and like getting everybody together constantly and like. Getting us to our headquarters, which is Antler Bar. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe I said it as. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, well, now you know. Now you know. 
party in Antler Bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. I don't yeah. even know where that is. Yeah. And then, Devin anyone? designed the flyers. Yeah. Oh. You know, Avon is really a real administrator. Like, she's a, she has yeah. everything down pat. She's a heavy. Google Docs. She's a heavy. The drive. Even Caroline, the curator, who yeah. doesn't really want to be a part of the group. But, but she did. I mean, she brought everything together, yeah. though. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, none of this would have happened without her. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Carlos designed the yeah, Carlos graphics designed the, the t-shirt. t-shirts and like has been the most help like as a PA essentially like mm-hmm. setting up and shutting mm-hmm. down and just always showing up and so yeah. like everybody really deserves a lot of credit for the work that they put yeah. in. It sounds like a very rare um a rare moment where people really put their egos a rare group of of people putting creative people putting their egos aside for the group is that what I'm hearing is that I mean, really possible? It it's 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 like a it's a challenge all the time but i think one of the funnest things about working at o'flaherty's was like so the cafe was illegal Mm -hmm. like it was advertised in page six as being an illegal restaurant right so we were asking to get shut down i think that the only thing that (laughs) we wanted more was to actually get shut down by the cops so we could make the front page instead of page six but uh they we got shut down by like the community board right and Mm -hmm. so um you know jamie and is like freaking out like what are we gonna the do artists. yeah who, jamie yeah. and billy um are the two artists Jane, who, how do you say her name she's jamie really and well giuliano villani she's, she's amazing yeah she's amazing um and billy grant is her is the other artist mm-hmm. that kind of runs O'Flaherty's together with mm-hmm. uh uh rory mm-hmm. who's uh yeah rory who runs the space and then mm-hmm. um anyway so we're all there it's like the 10 of us uh, we're working service for the show and um, and Jamie and Billy and Rory and we're freaking out because we don't know what to do and we're just shouting out ideas like everyone's just oh I got this idea let's do this let's do a confession booth let's do a call center let's do a, a kiddie pool filled with sand and like four Barbies let's you know just Sperm bank. Sperm bank. That said an idea. I we like still, that. That's, that's one we, that's one we still want to do. We, we really want to do that one. But then there's um and and so we're just you know spitting out ideas and something that I really liked about it was that like Jamie and would just be like no that's a bad idea like that's a bad idea but and then none of us took it personally I mean at mm-hmm. first I was like oh you know does she think I'm dumb or something like that and then I was like no dude it's like we're just, it's professional this is business mm-hmm. like we're coming up with an idea together now mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and so. It doesn't matter if you say it's a bad idea. It doesn't matter if you say that. And like that was the ethos that I think we wanted to keep in trust. In absolutely, that's what you're talking about, really, isn't it? It's God. It's mutual trust and mutual respect, which is a cornerstone of any good collaboration. And you guys managed to get that all together. Do you think that part of the reason that you guys were able to, uh, I mean, you mobilized so quickly, do you think that's partly because you um, started out working together? So mm-hmm. that, you know, I yeah. think that must have had like a lot to do with it because you knew it's like uh, your relationships developed through helping each other through, uh, you know, an illegal cafe, right? Servers trauma bond, like, one thousand percent quicker yeah. than any other industry. I, I would completely say. agree. Yeah, Bonds. and because and the, it's a social job. Yeah, and the personality that it takes to be a server uh, is uh, probably you know ripe for collaboration. Because so so it's kind of it's a little bit magic, isn't it? Yeah. You guys appreciate that, right? Yes. 
how lucky yes. it is. Yes. How fortunate yeah. it is. I mean, I've been I've been here for five years looking uh-huh. for this, like waiting, you know, and so no, it's when very I saw, rare, yeah. really. So when um, I saw so, it happen, it was the So, same. Patrick, you're a, a very, I'm going to say, very accomplished artist. You know, he's, he's got a Got it. He's got it going on. He went to Columbia. Okay, he's got the MA, MA from Columbia. He went to, uh, you know, uh, what's uh, 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 Scowhegan. He's got that. So you know what I'm saying, guys. He's got it going on. So you're the you're the artist, and uh, Seth is also a uh, journalist and writer, and we're all making money as servers or whatever because yeah. we we got we want to live here. Um, what are the backgrounds of the other people? I mean, I find it really interesting that you have diverse backgrounds. You're not all like in the, because you're not all caught up with, and, and, and Patrick, you understand this, the, 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 whatever, the, the whole thing of the art, the grind of the art world, all the like bells and whistles and stuff that goes around with, with that. So you're not really immersed in that, which is a real benefit. Yeah. In this case, but so what? What are what are your other collaborators doing? There's uh, a good amount of like art school dropouts, but I would say the one thing that ties us all together is that we're really hungry, yeah, really <laughs> driven, yeah. Like we're all really driven people, and like when you see that end goal or like the finish line, we're like we're gonna get to that yeah. as soon as possible in, in the most efficient way possible, mm-hmm. not like a messy way, yeah. like mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a really calculated. Yeah. Like, let's get this done and let's make some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like when we were having our conversation before, it's funny. We're all still getting to know each other. So I don't know the best way to answer that. (laughs) Because you don't even know what what their thing is. Yeah, I know. Denise just moved here from California. Uh She just graduated with her bachelor's. Uh Same thing with Theo. She just moved back from the city. She's a city kid, born and raised, third generation Irish immigrant. She does like tattoos and drawings and stuff. You know what I love about this, guys? Is that, uh, and I'm talking to you, you guys listening in your, in your, wherever you are, uh, your hovels. Um, I really love how the, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about each other's credentials. You know that? Because they know they all have the goods. Mm -hmm. And that's like a really, really good way to know that you're going to be working with good people by actually working with them and not like just fucking looking at like that they went to Skowhegan. Who fucking cares? Exactly. I mean, there's like, and you know, some some of us are like, um, Angus, you know, didn't go to college, just moved to the city and works at an art store. And like I was, because I did do a master's degree and like yeah. I feel like I had to be invited to the city by an elite institution and then I look at Angus and I'm like the fucking balls on that kid yeah like, yeah yeah I'm so jealous you know I'm like yeah, envious wow. of like I'm like this kid is going places because he had the fucking gumption to do this without yeah. a guarantee yeah. and with no backing and I'm like so I look at him and I'm like I respect the fuck out of you right you know right, what I mean and right. like Right. And, you know, it's the, the same thing with Carlos. He's 21. Also, he just moved to the city from Puerto Rico. He's trying to make it work. He wants mm-hmm. to he wants to work in fashion. And like, you know, it's yeah, I just have Got so a much lot of really yeah. self-motivated people. But I also think and um, I'm no expert on a flatteries or or um, Julie, I can't say her name, but uh, the person in charge of it, uh, the people in charge of it. But um I can't, I'm not going to get it right. Um, 
So, but I do think that um, whatever that that energy is that of flatteries and the cafe and all that, I think that is also part of the secret sauce. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. That got you guys all in there. Absolutely. So um, this is so you must be so excited about moving. So okay, so you guys, how long how long did you know each other? Just a month before you did this? Pretty much. Pretty much a month. Yeah, we met in May. Uh huh. That was like a one off situation, and then that's just me and Seth. No, yeah, no, but I mean oh. as a group. Oh, how, as a group. Yeah, a month. A yeah. month. Okay, so the show, guys, just like was to last the day. To the day. Yeah, the, the, day. the opening was the. Open, Thursday. Yeah, the opening was a Thursday, the first what? Thursday in yeah. in August. Mm-hmm. So at the O'Flaherty's opening. Yeah. Right, right, right. And this this spring break show that we are discussing right now was just ended this past Monday, guys. Okay, mm-hmm. just yeah. this past Monday. So um, you guys haven't known each other very long. So what are your plans moving forward? Do you have plans? Have you talked? Oh, have yes. you had a meeting yeah. since then? What's going on? What's Today, going on? What's current? What's today's, the future? Today's the, the first meeting. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Shout um, out. Yeah. We definitely have plans. The plan, like. You should come. Yeah, you should come if you really? want. Really? Yeah. yeah. Where why not? It? Where it? Oh, Antler. okay. At Antler, yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll stop by. The, um. The, we're opening a space um, in 147 Prince Street as Yaman Spa Global Headquarters. Um, we're going to do shows there, some of our own work. Like if we haven't uh-huh. weird, like we might do the sperm bank there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about filming a game show called What's in Her Hole. <laughs> we might film that there. Uh, Don't steal that, you list, you fucking asshole yeah. listeners. I'm oh, sorry, I love yeah. you guys. And then... Um, we're we're talking about you know we have a bunch of ideas so like you do we the idea Definitely. the idea is for like the next two years to um start to to do shows occasionally in our space also to curate other artists and work in there and we sell it as a gallery mm-hmm. try and make money try and sell our own stuff mm-hmm. try and make money and then apply for grants open calls residencies fairs anything. And then, you know, the nice thing about being a collective is if two people are really stoked on one idea, then they can splinter off, write a book for the idea, right. propose it, go do it, execute it. And is if we're making any money as mm-hmm. a group, then we can fund that splinter project while we're working on a show for the space. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, build up press, build up notoriety, build up a collector base, mm-hmm. start selling our work, and then get into a bigger get space. Into- yeah, get into a bigger space somewhere either met in like downtown or Bushwick or something like that where we can have like a, a proper gallery. And then, um, you know, that's I mean, that's the two year that's the two year trajectory. Hopefully by the end of it, we're seeing enough income to put more time into this ourselves, pay each I mean, like pay pay ourselves from this project so that we can do it, you know, for as long mm-hmm. as possible. And then, yeah, we want to do, I mean, we, we called ourselves Yeah Man Spot Global because we thought it was stupid and funny. It's named, but like the, the name comes from a hand job spot above the bar that we meet at called Yeah Man Spot. And then we uh-huh. added, we just added global to it because it was funny. And we're, we're kind of pursuing this idea of like an anonymous corporation is the artist. Like we're not, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason what we were talking about with ego earlier is like, mm-hmm. it's not, 
Right. It's not anyone's project. It's mm-hmm. not even like our project. It's mm-hmm. the corporation's mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. And so like the, um, yeah. And so like, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're out yeah. here trying to make money. Well, That's like, <laughs> well, I will, I will say I am impressed by you young people's ambition and focus. It is impressive. I have to say, uh, yeah. And also having gone through, you know, an experience together and having like a really good outcome and, uh, plans for the future. So where do you have this space? I want to hear about how you, how the fuck did two, how you kids get a space? Well, it's in downtown Brooklyn and yeah. oh, you don't have to tell me if you don't want oh, to. No, well, it would be more. Does it involve anyway. money that you do, that did? We got to know about the transparency, the finance. Really, Patrick is graciously loaning us his own personal studio space and letting yeah man spa global run out of it until we have the funds to do yeah. something okay because you're a practicing artist yeah, yeah. you have a so studio. i had yeah i have a studio right. anyway okay and we'll, I let was, it, we'll let it we'll let we'll yeah. go with that i just so, want to yeah i was like basically i was moving studios like all of this shit happens all at once i mean that's how life goes i guess but so i was moving studios anyway and i had just signed a lease on a really nice space in uh downtown brooklyn which is strange i mean you know you don't hear of studios off the j no. metro tech so um i had so i just signed this space and i was thinking about it and i had been touring a lot of much bigger spaces that i couldn't afford on my own mm-hmm. with the idea that i would like you know contact some of my co-workers from finelli's because mm-hmm. ev- everyone that works in restaurants is an artist mm-hmm. and so you know i was thinking like oh maybe i'll get a studio with a couple of them and then we'll build it out and we'll have like a common area where we can put on shows and stuff like that and then you know that fell through i end up signing a lease on a space that i can afford by myself and um we got it and then i, I you know we start talking as this group and then i thought back to the idea to do a collective space with uh my coworkers, right? And um I was like, well, I don't have anything in there right now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And right. so and I haven't set it up. It's not dirty. I was like, we could do shows there, you know, we could do shows there. We can that's where we met up to do all the screen printing for the t shirts for mm-hmm. this show mm-hmm. and where we built all the phones and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you we know, christened it. We christened it, yeah. Like mm-hmm. two days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um so literally the first thing that we did in my in it's not even my studio it's yeah man's global headquarters <laughs> and then um the uh the um yeah the first thing that happened was devin helped me move in from the group like because i do have a lot of shit like I, you know mm-hmm. i've got yeah like, probably, you're an artist yeah i got like 40 paintings and stuff. a table saw and all that stuff yeah and so like you know, so we moved all of my stuff in from the old space, but we kind of just pushed it into a corner yeah. and we set up a workstation. And then the next day, the whole crew comes over and we just and we christen the studio, you know, building all the stuff, making the show come together. So that's oh, how we wow. have a space. There you go. OK, I just I just have to know if there's like because, you know, we we don't want to present any unrealistic, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're you know how it is like, yeah, the art world filled with like rich people no, funding things and stuff no. like that. I didn't think it was, but I want you, 
listen, here's what I mean, we guys, would love to have some rich people funding yeah. some yes, shit. Yes, so. I know you would. I yeah. know you would. Who would hit, hit us up. But I want you guys, you guys there in your hovels, to know that, like, this is a great example of how people can come together on their own initiative without having anybody telling them what to do, handing them money, handing them shit, training them and all that shit. And look what you can do. Look what you can do if you wanted, if you want to do it bad enough. Okay. Okay. This is what I'm saying, guys. Um, so that, that, that is, that is pretty awesome. You know, um, while you guys were talking, I was thinking about this other, uh, um, collective that I'm, that I, uh, had some experience with, uh, a, 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 quite a while ago, I think maybe 10 years, when were they around? Probably in the uh, teens. Um, And I was just wondering if you had heard of them or used them for reference. The Bruce High Quality Foundation? Yeah, I know a little bit about them. Yeah. But I don't know a whole lot, to be Uh totally fair with you. That was an an interesting group. Yeah, there was, I mean, there's like, this is where the art history, you know, You don't need to know about them. It's just that that was a group that, that stood out in my mind that there's, lasted for yeah. a while. There was, um, there's also still, there's like the Bernadette corporation. Um, that's like, I think that's two artists that run a conceptual art gallery named the Bernadette corporation. But then they, I mean, they have like their own practices and they run like they do their own stuff, but then they come together and produce work as the Bernadette corporation. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah, like yeah. I, like I mean, there are like, other yeah. ones. These guys, yeah. um, like had a university and they taught yes, classes. Yes, I'm familiar with the like, university stuff yeah. like that. Um, and um, I do. They did have. They did have backing. They did have backing. It was a different. I mean, I got a different vibe. Yeah. From them, or you know, I have a different feeling about them. But um, yeah. there's also like it's interesting. That the group dynamic thing is quite quite interesting and like i said before i think it's different here because most i think generally in art collaborations or collectives people usually come together from an, like we went to art school together or some art background but what i think what's great and what i'm hopeful about with you guys is that you came from working a really tough job yeah. service job together yeah. So uh, yeah. I love that about you guys. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I support that. I think that's like one of the most essential things. Like even, and I were talking one day, I think just at Antler probably. And then maybe like before one of the Thursday meetings. And um, she said like, you know, I don't know any of this fucking shit. Right. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's what we need. Yeah, I was because exactly. I. I mean, I have the. I. I know. I know. Yeah, I know this stuff. Got, yeah, and like, got a but if I was just if I was just doing this by myself, it'd be making like terrible academic conceptual art about art or other art pieces. And like, what's nice about this is that like we have all of these ideas, and if it's not interesting to like all of us, then we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, mm-hmm. what's really nice about that is that like it. I. It is interesting to people because we're approaching it as people not as artists right and so more people i think that's why your project is so accessible to to the general public because and and that's something that i personally feel strongly about as far as art i don't think i think we need to have more art that's accessible to the general public we're making art for the culture and we're not making art for artists right Right. And uh, so that is that is something 
I think with that with that kind of makeup in your group, you're definitely going to have art that people are going to get and relate to. And I think that is, oh, it's such a, you know, great, great for everybody. So uh, let's see. So um, are there, what, were there any, uh, I want to, I have to get some dirt. Did you guys have any arguments? Come on, tell me something that like some obstacle or something. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. Did, did, did you, okay, I'm going to ask you personally, how's this? So, Seth, mm-hmm. on a personal, just just personally to you, was there any any point, anything that made you have second thoughts? Did it make you feel insecure, like you weren't really up to the task or you were being criticized? Or is there anything that you, any dirt you can give us on your own personal head? Um, work-wise, with the group, no. I mean, they're really... I'm really not an insecure person. Like, yeah, you don't I, seem. Like I know it. myself, and I know my abilities, and like. If and you is, have a great family. Yeah, I have a great family and a great support system. So, like, I could really tell anybody to fuck off and keep going on with my life. It's no issue. Like, uh-huh. however, I will say that there were some juicy, juicy romantics. I'm stuff. wondering about that. Yeah. Did anybody? Yeah. I had the biggest crush on Patrick when he came out to my birthday party. Oh, right? really? And, you know, he pretty much hired me from to work at O'Flaherty's that first night. And I only worked there for one night when I met everybody. And so, uh-huh. like, well, pretty much the entire time I was there, I was probably drunk. I was, like, on an extended Same. birthday bender and, like, had a total boy boner for Patrick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that didn't work out, obviously. But Other, other things, other yeah. things worked Why not? Out. Why didn't it work out, Patrick? Uh, Are you hetero? I, more hetero. More, you seem more hetero yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah, and if you're gonna work together, you don't want to shit where you. And eat. also, no, I mean, well, there's, yeah, there's, there was, there was too much shitting where we ate, and so we're now, people hooking up. There was oh, way too man. much shitting, and we gotta, we gotta I, reel that back. Have any orgies? Or what no, happened? Oh, there was high orgy. High. I was actively planning an orgy. Yeah, like, yeah, he was. <laughs> we had to dedicate the time to like actually doing the work. Yeah, I mean, we, you worked instead of instead of having sex. Yeah, look I mean, at that was, dedication. There was, there was, was there was sex. <laughs> sex was had. So sex was had. Sex, sex was, was had. had. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So was it uh, a gr- group? Was yeah. it a group thing? Was it? Did what? What? Sort was there any gossip? Did were there any fights or did anybody? Oh, yeah. Did you know about? Like, was it transparent? Were hooking? Were people hooking up in secret or how did it go? Like D, all of the above, pretty much. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, pretty. Pretty much all of the above, yeah. And, you know, some of those stories are actually part of the first edition of the sculpture. <laughs> and I'm just going to plug in our next project, which Please is Spring do. Break LA. We got approached to do that. Oh, wonderful. It's going to happen in February, and we're going to release another round of sculptures with new oh, fuck stories. Oh, wonderful. So, if there's anyone listening who lives in LA and would like to help us weed case new flyers and get yeah. some callers from LA for that edition of fuck stories slash Sex Stories Anonymous, like, we'd be more than thrilled. Oh, wonderful. We have to include that in the notes of the Mm -hmm. episode because so it's ongoing. And I did a Spring Break LA last year. I curated a show there. Oh, nice. Joe Forte, shout out, Joe. Um, Great artist. And, uh, but, um, 
it's great fair. It's a whole different. It's a whole different vibe, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great, great experience. And L.A. was, you know, showing art in L.A. And uh, I bet they'll love it there. They're really like a media. You know, they're everybody so like media savvy and stuff so. like that. Yeah. So um, I think that'll be that'll be really. So you have that to you, you're planning that. Yeah. Wow. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know for sure on it. It's still TBD, but that's we're kind of thinking. It's yeah. on the table. On the table. Yeah. On the table. Or you might do something else. You mean? No, we just or you like might not do it, or you don't know. Yeah, we're just, planning. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah. only known each other a month. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Uh, did did uh, Patrick when you met everybody? Did they turn out like you? Did did anybody surprise you as a personality? I think everyone surprised me. Really? Like yeah. in what way? Tell me some of the things that you found out that like, like, like so, you I mean, didn't we expect. didn't, I don't know. Like I, I, for instance, with Seth, like I, you know, met him on his birthday. I, you know, and then we like made out at the bar and then I was like, I'm pretty straight though. And then he was like, doesn't mean I'm not going to stop trying. And then mm-hmm. we, and then we like, hang, and then we, you know, I called him back. Like we immediately got along really well mm-hmm. and then called him, uh, did we even hang out between that and O'Flaherty starting? Uh, I think that was like a week. The Pop Music Fever Dream oh, yeah. show. That's a plug. Yeah, oh. yeah. Pop Music wow. Fever Dream. Yeah. We love Pop Music Fever Dream. What is Dream. that? What is it's that? A, it's a band. Yeah. Oh, it's a great. Oh, okay. It's a really it's a great. Band? Yeah, it's a really yeah. great band. Here okay. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Be your next guest. Yeah. Okay. They're really okay. cool. And okay. Then pop Music Fever Dream. Fever Dream. Fever Dream. Okay. And then, um, so, yeah, we came. Uh, so we'd only hung out like twice, and then I I called you to do kitchen stuff at O'Flaherty's because I we didn't really know how the opening would go mm-hmm. so because it could have been 30 people or it could have been 12,000 you know what I mean um, so I was like I need someone that I can count on to help yeah. me in the kitchen so I called Angus to be my, uh, to be a line cook with me mm-hmm. and then I called Seth to do the bar and expediting because I mean you know he worked at Finelli's I was like this he can he can do this you know mm-hmm. um no matter how like no matter what the volume is as long as i have my crew in the back like we're gonna get yeah this. yeah yeah and so um and then seth was like oh i'm down let's do it and then you know we were hanging out like maybe a couple days after the opening or something we went to another pop music fever dream show in in uh brooklyn and i was like um you know and or no 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 in in thompson square park and we got a beer before I had to go to work afterwards. And we find that was the first time we like really kind of chatted, chatted person to person about stuff. And, you know, we have all this shit in common, like weird, you know, our sort of politics line up our mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. spirituality lines mm-hmm. up. And like, and I was like, honestly, dude, I feel like we didn't become friends. I feel like we found each other. Wow. That's and, like, beautiful. You know, so wow. That's, yeah. Wow. And so like the, like the so i was like you know we uh you know that i mean that's a surprise you know and yeah. i think i think I've, I, people i mean that's what makes people so interesting is that like you think you know them and then uh-huh uh-huh you know and i just want to tell you you guys you guys uh listening is that um like on a most superficial level you wouldn't necessarily put them together like I mean, doing (laughs) the research, you know, the research that I did on both of them and, and just, you just, you just wouldn't necessarily expect that kind of, uh, direct connection. And, uh, 
I think it's awesome that you guys are uh, evolved as such young as young people to uh, be able to understand that about yourselves and be open to that. And I actually really love that Patrick put that out there right right here. Like you said that on air. I mean, you said that. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Wow. Kids are so cool. <laughs> so uh, we've got three minutes left. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that we get uh, all the information that how people can, what you have for sale. You have t-shirts. How much are the, the t-shirts are amazing. How much are the t-shirts? 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Good deal. It's a really like complex silk screen. Oh, these are new. These this is this is like a this is something that we just ran because uh, I had a different thing. The t-shirts, uh, the t-shirts that we that we have for sale are they're pretty simple. It just says the phone number and uh, oh call yeah us yeah now. The, yeah the yeah. red yeah yeah the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're, they're much more mysterious. Yes, yes, yes. that these are much more explicit. So, uh, go ahead, give us all the information, all the you, all the uh, you know, Instagram handle, yeah. whatever. Go ahead. Be sure to follow us at Yeah Man Spa Global on Instagram. And, and Yeah is spelled Y-E-A. There's no H. Just to ascertain that y'all get that right. And um, Yeah, buy some shirts. We still have posters. Yeah, yeah we have. How, yeah. how much are the posters? The posters are 250 It's an edition and, of and 10 and it's, Edition of 10 Only yeah. 10 That's yeah. pretty good. How edition big are they? 10, uh, they are the screen dimensions are 16 by 20 okay, but they're on big. they're on paper that's uh 26 inches by i want to say 20 okay that's something a deal. like that. it's like yeah they're like they're deal. nice they're hand printed screen they're yeah. like handmade screen prints it's like this it's archival yeah yeah, stuff. yeah 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 they're like art they're cotton the rag. art prints they're not yeah, like printed yeah. out on a fucking printer yeah but it. the t-shirts the t-shirts are 40 um, hand printed also hand printed and um We've signed got, yes mm-hmm. and then we've got um the phones from the show are in addition sculpture we've got a few of them remaining as well those are 800 and, and did the phones come with the recording they do yes, they yeah. Sure do. yeah and okay and that's 800 bucks yeah. and it's probably look i'm gonna i'm gonna say say guys this is probably a good deal because they've only been around for a couple of months and when they really get going, the value you get in now, 800 bucks, you can sell that for like, you know, $30,000 in a year or two, totally. right? Like 1000 Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. No, no, I'm, t- I'm saying, I'm oh. saying to, not to oh, you, sorry. to them. <laughs> Are you kidding? I just hooked everybody up with the best art deal ever. So anyway, but thank you. You guys are like, I'm so excited that you were, I mean, you guys are awesome. I'm very excited about what you're doing. And uh, I just want to say thanks again for listening. Go check us out at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. I'm Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here live every Thursday, 2 to 3. I have over 300 episodes on the archive, on the site. And uh, you know what? Have a great fucking day. Have a great fucking day. Hell yeah. (laughs) Awesome.